Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Real to Talk. Today I'm here with my friend Gargan Gill. Hello. Thanks for coming on Gargan. Thank you for having me. So Gargan works in the, in, uh, the insurance industry and yes. she's going to be telling us all about it. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Gargan Gill. I've been in the insurance industry for more than 19 years. Um, around 10 years of that was back in the UK, mm -hmm. uh, around 10 years, um, slightly more than 19, actually 20 years, don't want people knowing my age, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 10 years uh, in the UAE and I specialise in insurance, uh, particularly in the real estate in, uh, market, okay. so I insure all the jointly owned properties in, in Dubai, mm -hmm. um, normally on average they're, they're quite big projects, so okay. um, anything between 300 million right up, up to exceeding a, uh, a billion dirhams. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I specialize in. Uh, but over the last uh, 20 years, I've developed a good understanding of all lines of insurance. Okay, so that's great. And you know, you're gonna give us an insight into all the different types of insurance for property owners and investors right. here in Dubai. So why don't we start with just going through the different types of insurance. Like I might know what they are, but people who are watching will want to know what the different types of home insurance are. Okay, so, um, there's two elements to it. Um, jointly owned properties where you have multiple owners, uh, those, uh, the insurance for the building and the common areas is actually taken care of under uh, a policy that the owners association or the owners uh, managers would actually take out. Mm -hmm. And that normally comes out of the service charges okay. that people pay each year. Uh, but that policy doesn't actually cover individual personal belongings. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where people really need to understand and be aware that, you know, they need to insure their items. Okay. And, you know, now um, we're living in a very indul indulgent world, you know, where we end up not hoarding, but we do end up with a lot of possessions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you just look around your apartment today uh, and add it up, uh, the values of items that you have, yeah. you're looking at on average uh, 100,000 uh, dirhams worth of, of contents that you end up uh, buying and mm -hmm. accumulating over a number of years. Yeah, and that can only, that's just an average, right? There's some just homes which have, you know, more yeah, extravagant, extravagant things. Yes, designer, uh, designer furniture, um, you know, major improvements uh, in the apartments or villas. And these things will need to be insured because, mm -hmm. you know, um, if you were to suffer um, a major loss, uh, it could hit your wallet uh, quite badly uh, and you know particularly now where we're in this situation of the pandemic uh, people are really you know cutting their costs but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't buy insurance or you should cut your um, insurance uh, coverages it's now time to ensure that you have uh, proper insurance mm -hmm. and you're protected because in the event that something happens we just had a Sharjah fire only a, a few weeks back uh, and that happened in the during the pandemic mm -hmm. so you know don't compromise on insurance it's a very important aspect and like i said just look at your apartments and your villas and you'll already have an understanding of um you know how many items and valuables that you've collected which you need to insure against okay so you're talking about obviously personal belongings Maybe just explain the difference between like home contents and personal belongings yes. insurance. Okay, so if we look at home insurance, there's three elements to it. So mm -hmm. one element is if you're an owner and you want to insure um, the building itself, um, that's one element. Second element is your content. So contents includes things like furniture. Yeah. 
um, any kind of improvements that you do to the apartment. Um, I'd say TVs, um, beds, it's all your, you know, your normal, normal furniture stuff, that you yeah. collect. Then the, the third element of it is personal belongings. Personal belongings are items that you can take outside of your house. So things okay. like iPads, uh, mobile phones, mm -hmm. um, designer handbags. Um, so these are all things that you could lose or it could get stolen or it could get damaged yeah. while outside of the home. So those are the three elements um, to a home insurance uh, policy. Now, as I went back, um, most jointly owned properties already have insurance for the building and that's mainly common in uh, apartment blocks. Yes. Um, in villas, it's sometimes different. Generally, your um, the, the um, insurance for the villa per se may not be covered under the service charge element. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you may need to buy some form of um, building insurance. And even if it's not a jointly owned property, it could be... Um, owners that own villas in, in, in areas that are not co considered a jointly owned property, even they need to insure the, the building, the, the, the building structure, the villa structure mm -hmm. um, against um, any kind of losses. Mm -hmm. um, so that part is an aspect that the insurance would, the home insurance would take care of. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have the contents and then you have the personal belongings, which I've explained. Then there's this second element to the insurance where things like alternative accommodation, loss of rent, um, and that's normally something that you need to look for in the, in the insurance policy, make sure you have some cover uh, for that. So in the event that there's a major damage that's covered under the policy, for example, a fire incident happens mm -hmm. and you have to seek refuge um, in, in an alternative accommodation or you need to seek refuge in a hotel, it's important that you have some some cover for alternative accommodation because sometimes if there is extensive damage uh, to your property then you may not be able to access it for a, a long period of time and that could hit your wallet quite badly so you know try and get some cover for for the, that aspect as well okay that's that's very interesting and i just wanted to make a point on the the home uh, insurance like the building cover uh, most most developers they give a one-year warranty on just basic defects in the property when it's brand new and then a structural defects over a 10-year period so dubai is still quite a a young city so a lot of the buildings aren't 10 years old but you have to just make sure that you're aware that for any structural defects especially if you're buying or living in a property that's over 10 years old that you do look into having this insurance very good point i just wanted to stress that the insurance wouldn't cover any kind of defective design mm. but the resulting damage would be covered mm. so generally your home insurance policies will have certain perils listed when i mean perils i mean certain uh incidences uh that would cover you against under the policy so main things are main aspects would be um, flood fire uh, earthquake, malicious damage, theft. So these are the perils that you would see under a standard home insurance policy and that's what you'd be covered against. So when I talk about defective design or poor workmanship, that is generally excluded under the policy that the resulting damage would be. So let's say for example um, there was some um, there was some water damage, a water a major water leak yeah. that happened and um, it caused extensive damage to the contents the home insurance would cover that would because it would cover things like burst pipes okay uh, but generally you know sometimes in some buildings you will find that the pipe work is defective 
but the cost to actually replace all the defective pipes would be covered. Would it be covered? But the burst water pipe, as a result of that, which caused damage to the um, contents, personal belongings, uh, all the, the building structure would would be covered. Okay, and yeah, the replacing that stuff could be well, very expensive. Replacing all the pipes. As I said, on average, you're looking at hundred thousand. Yeah. On average. Okay. So that's a huge amount. Huge amount. So when you're looking at that contents, because that's the next thing I really wanted to ask you is about how do you, the insurance companies appraise like the property or for the personal belongings? Is there a process for going into the home and checking what kind of insurance and how much uh, you need to be um, appraised for basically on your policy? How does that work? Well, the good thing is now, um, like other industries like retail, insurance is uh, becoming more uh, digital. Mm -hmm. So, you know, customers can easily go online and buy a home insurance policy without having to um, have someone come in and assess the values of, of items. If you're looking at a very expensive luxury property, um, you know, uh, in excess of probably two, three, four million, then perhaps yes, okay. you, you know, some insurance companies might want to come and mm -hmm. survey the, the, the risk. Um, um, you can easily buy a home insurance policy online, click on the button. Uh, what you need to be aware of is, as I said, have a look at the items that, that you currently have. What would be the cost to replace it? Okay. Yeah. And based on that, you would add, all the, add up all the um, items and that's what you would base your insurance policy on. And that's what we call a sum insured. Um, Valuables are a little bit more tricky. Now, most insurance policies would have a condition that if the item is of a certain value, you have to declare it on the policy. Mm -hmm. um, mainly things like expensive jewellery. Um, valuables are generally defined as jewellery, watches, yes. um, gold, silver, platinum, etc. Or any kind of antiques. Um, so those you would need to declare. And always keep a receipt or get a valuation done on any um, jewellery that you have and then declare that to the insurance company. It's very important you do that beforehand, otherwise you'll have a problem at a time. Yeah, when you, when you want to claim, exactly. it becomes difficult, you don't have the proof. Exactly. Okay, great. And then you can, like I said, the process is very simple now and it's very easy to buy, buy a policy online. Yeah, you can do it like you would your, your car insurance or anything like that, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay, and what's the difference between residential and commercial when, you know, say someone's looking to insure a commercial property versus a residential property? Is there any real difference? There is a difference. The risk is different. Um, see, your home insurance, you mainly covering your personal belongings. In an office, for example, commercial risk, you have so many, so many different aspects. You've got offices, you can have restaurants, you can have hotels. And they have different insurance requirements and they would normally need to take out a business insurance mm -hmm. policy uh, covering uh, their individual um, business exposures, I guess. Um, so that, that would be very bespoke. Um, and again, depending on uh, the, type of, um, the type of business, again, a lot of the stuff can also be bought online mm -hmm. or you might need to seek um, advice. Maybe you can seek advice uh, from an insurance broker or you can consult with insurance companies um, to, to discuss you know, what your business is, what you actually do, what kind of assets you have. Mm -hmm. um, and different businesses will have different requirements. And also this concept of business interruption as well, um, which is um, covering any loss of um, gross profits or gross revenues. Yeah. So different businesses will have different um, exposures if you like.
Um, so that again will require bespoke policy depending okay. on the nature of business. Okay, that's very interesting, definitely. In, here in Dubai, I was mentioning before that it's quite a young city, so the residential buildings are, the age isn't as old as somewhere like a London or a New York. Mm -hmm. is, there a, is there much of a difference in the, the policies and the, the amount, the premium you have to pay on the insurance policies between buildings here in Dubai or is it pretty much the same? Um, okay, the biggest challenge with the market here would be is that we have very low penetration levels, mm -hmm. so people don't buy enough, people don't buy insurance uh, as much as people do in Europe or US. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a figure, I mean, you're looking at two percent penetration levels um, in this part yeah. of the world versus fifteen percent in Europe and US. So that's not a negative. That means that there is a you know, as the awareness grows, that we do envisage those penetration levels to increase, mm -hmm. and that's what we want to see. Um, generally, the risks are a little bit different. As you touch base on newer buildings, uh, newer fire protection systems, um, newer um, newer buildings, um, so that means the risks are a little bit better. Uh, but we also have this whole issue of aluminium combustible cladding, which has been widely used in yeah. construction here. And that's caused a bit of a concern within the insurance market. Uh, we are seeing significant amount of claims arising out of uh, combustible cladding. Big claims, not huge. And um, that's the concern. And that's where you may see a difference in insurance premium. But generally, it is very, very affordable. I mean, mm -hmm. you could easily buy an insurance policy depending on, you know, what sums in, it always depends on what sum insured you buy and what yeah. valuables you declare. So the premiums vary according to your specific requirements. But on average, you can easily get a policy between 250 to 750 dirhams, and that's an annual premium. Um, and again, it depends on what coverages you're buying. Okay, because yeah, what I wanted to ask you was. So you're looking at anything between two dirhams a day. To okay. Have, uh, to have cover. What's the like the basic? Because everyone's, everyone's always worried about their expenses, and they're not necessarily thinking of the worst that could happen. So you're saying you know, 250, two dirhams a day. Um, what's, On average. What's yeah. the what's the like the bare minimum? If someone was looking for the bare minimum insurance that they should get, what would be like the one you would tell them to do if you if you were only doing one thing for your insurance? I think. You know, there, there are a lot of policies that give you um, quite extensive cover mm -hmm. uh, and obviously there is a premium attached to it. I think basically you just need to get your contents insured okay. um, and your valuables insured. Um, you know, you don't really need um, that extensive cover. Um, if you, you know, if you go for the bare minimum, minimum, just get your contents insured. Um, that's the most important and, you know, get some alternative accommodation and loss of rent cover yeah. um, I think that's very important and I think though that should be enough for you um, for the time being uh, because the thing is the contents are where you will you'll see a big hole financially if anything was to happen and mm -hmm. all your contents were to get damaged yeah because replacing those items in one go will hit you so just make sure you've got cover against um, fire water damage um, I think those two are the most important common claims that we're seeing here uh, in the Middle East, um, particularly um, now with cloud seeding, mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of uh, rain damage claims yeah. um, versus water pipes is very common and these, this is the bare minimum 
uh, risks that you know you should get insured against and just cover your contents. I mean, you don't need you know two extravagant covers covering your personal belongings outside your apartment. Um, if you wanted the bare, 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 bare minimum, that's what you should probably focus on. Okay, and you, you were talking obviously about the cladding. So that's the cladding that um, when the building, if it does unfortunately get on fire, that it can spread pretty quick, uh, quickly across the building. Do you recommend that residents always check the kind of cladding on, on their properties? And if they do, then look more intently at getting the fire insurance. Um, yes, yeah, that's yeah. a very good idea. Yeah, if you've got, if you know that the building has some form of cladding, and that's something you can always ask, you can always ask the building managers. Yeah, uh, they'll be able to sort of share that information with you. But you can always see it from outside anyway. Most most buildings do have it, mm -hmm. um, and you know, you should definitely, definitely be buying some form of insurance. Um, basic home insurance cover is a must if you're living in any of those types of buildings. And even then, even if there is no cladding, like I said, the risks of water damage are still, um, you know, quite frequent in yeah. this part of the world, and, and that is something that you need to insure yourself against. Uh, we're seeing heavy rain this year. We saw very heavy rain activity. Um, again, you know, that causes water you know, water to seep in mm -hmm. and that can cause damage to your contents and your personal belongings. So really worth getting uh, getting insurance, even if you, whether you live in a, um, a building that has cladding or not, it's still important. So important to get it, that's a good point. And the cladding, just to, to point out as well, they've, they've banned the certain type of cladding. Yes, the last... yeah, new regulations have yeah. come out. So it's getting, getting a lot better. Yeah. It's more the older buildings where, you know, there yeah. are still, um, still the old, old convertible cladding, but things are, um, you know, I'm sure, depends on the building and, and um, you know, the building managers, the developers, if they're still in control of that building or um, owners associations, you know, some of them are coming together and looking at ways to try and minimise the risk of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's something that is quite, quite good if, 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 if they are doing that. Uh, but again, you know, if there is that exposure, protect your uh, personal belongings and exactly. your content. Protect yourself. Protect yourself, yep. Exactly, you can't always rely on can't other rely parties on. to do it. Exactly. 100%. Okay, so this, I want to transition to a segment I always do on, on this podcast. I do a top five with all my guests, Gargan. So on this top five, since we're talking about insurance, I wanted your kind of top five tips when someone's looking for a policy, what they should look for in that policy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tip number one would be to look at your individual circumstances, mm -hmm. and you know if if I'm a um, you know if I'm a tenant um, and I'm living in an apartment, then I should really insure my contents. Um, if I have any kind of expensive jewellery, um, then I should you know maybe insure against against that. Uh, perhaps I'm a villa owner um, mm -hmm. and uh, I need to insure the building, and I'm a land landlady and I'm renting out the apartment. Then I should um, get um, landlord, uh, well, get the building insured, and then get landlord's liability cover mm -hmm. under the policy. Um, those are the different kind of scenarios. Um, also, for the tenant, um, you know, if you're living in an apartment, you should also take out tenant's liability because if you cause any damage to the apartment, then the landlord could hold you responsible. Yeah. So it's good to get some liability insurance under under the policy. So look at your individual circumstances and get the cover that is required for you to meet your requirements. That would be okay. tip number one. Tip number two would be always look at the coverage. Just because it's cheap, 
doesn't mean that it's good. good. Um, you know, you buy what you pay for. Um, you know, sometimes people go for, and look at the price and think, oh, you know, I've, I've got a fantastic deal. But when it comes to claiming, they realise that the policy <laughs> doesn't cover them for what they what they needed. Yeah. So num step number one, if you get that right, if you get, you know, look at a policy that meets your specific requirements, that should avoid uh, avoid that issue. Um, so don't always look at look at the price. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, look at the risk carrier as well. Their experience in in uh, home insurance, their experience in handling claims. That's a very important observation to have. Um, fourthly, I've already sort of touched base on the digital aspect. Um, you know, it's really easy now with the click of a button to to get your you know your contents mm -hmm. and your personal belongings insured quite easily. So look at the options available online. Uh, there's some fantastic deals. Um, and the fifth tip would be, uh, it's very important, don't underinsure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just because you've got insurance, um, you know, doesn't mean that's enough. Make sure that the um, uh, sums insured that you're buying yeah. is adequate to cover you if a loss was uh, going to happen. So one thing you've got to realize is that the cost of replacing an item can sometimes be more than, le than, than less. So you really got to look at the items that you have and um, look at what would be the cost to replace it in today's value. Yeah. It could be very different, it could be a lot higher. And insurance, uh, uh, insurance policies do have a provision in there that if you underinsure, so if you buy less cover to cover your belongings, then they will only pay um, portion of the claim um, if a partial loss was to happen. So that means you know you'll be self-insuring yourself in situations okay. like that. So there are provisions in the policy, um, it, it's called underinsurance um, and that's where insurers will apply average if you do underinsure your items. So it's very important to really look at the values and look at all your items and insure them for the correct value. Okay, thanks Kelly. That's really insightful and some you know, incredible tips for people who are watching because people when they go online I think they just you know, do a comparison and they're not pretty sure. Cheapest, yeah. yeah, looking at the cheapest and not really looking at the fine print and what's actually covered. covered yeah. then, always look at um, always look at the conditions in the policy. Mm -hmm. um, that's the most important uh, important thing. Uh, and make sure you follow the conditions. You know, certain policies will have certain claims processes that you need to follow. Mm -hmm. And one of them I touch base on is keeping the receipts yes. um, and any valuations on any expensive items. Keep hold of that because that is something that you, um, you know, you will need to show at time of a claim. In fact, the most easiest thing would be when you're buying the insurance policies to give those details receipts at that the same time. time. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point as well. I recommend taking photos and stuff because they do fade sometimes as exactly. well these receipts. Um, you, you talked about water and you talked about fire damage. What what are the most common claims that you find here in Dubai? Is it in that or are there other claims? Well? Um, generally, yeah. I think generally mm. we've seen um, fires happen in apartments, um, you know, cooking fires, candles, hair straighteners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are the common causes. Uh, balconies sometimes also, you know, if you keep too many combustible furniture outside and, you know, cigarette smoking, uh, these are all kind of, you know, your, your problem areas, um, electrical faults, mm -hmm. uh, but they all generally result in fires. 
Okay. Um, we also see water damage as I touched based on, there's mm -hmm. two parts of water damage. Some claims come out of um, burst water pipes, which is very, very common. Um, and normally you get that a lot in newer buildings as well, because obviously it takes time for the building to settle and the pipework to settle in the building. Mm -hmm. um, so you always find that in newer buildings, you're more likely to get um, okay. water damage, uh, burst water uh, damage claims. Uh, which can cause extensive damage to your contents, you know, if there's a, mm -hmm. a, a major leak. And then thirdly, as I said, you know, the global warming is a big issue. Um, you know, we are seeing um, changes in the climate, um, obviously cloud seeding in this part of the world. Yes. So we're seeing more rains than before. Mm -hmm. And rain, heavy rain, um, can cause um, uh, extensive damage to, yeah. to property um, and particularly where water seeps in uh, and that is very 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 common and that can mm -hmm. seep into apartments and cause damage so these are probably the three common areas okay. of claims. Okay that's really interesting. Do, do you see much in like I know this is a really really safe part of the world but in somewhere like the UK you see a bit more burglary and you stuff will, like that. Yeah, but here, yeah. I mean, do you, here, you really see it at all? You, not as much, no. no. And I think um, you know that's the beauty about uh, about living in this part of the world is that it is very safe. And then also, you know, particularly in apartment blocks, you have extensive security downstairs. You have security cameras. So generally, you know, that those kind of risks are a lot less. But mm -hmm. again, you know, you just don't know. So it's always good to have an insurance policy that covers you for things like that. Um, and generally, most standard home insurance policies would. Um, they would cover things like theft, um, but there is a condition in most policies that it's got to be a forcible entry. Okay. So what that means is, don't just because you got an insurance policy, don't leave your door <laughs> front door open, don't leave the keys under the mat. Yeah. You know, don't be um, don't be reckless. Okay, because yeah, a lot of people do that here in Dubai. So Very just relaxed. Be careful. Yeah. yeah, just don't, be careful. don't do that. You know, keep your you know keep your don't keep the keys under the mat. Lock your doors. Mm -hmm. You know, be prudent. You know, act as though you have no cover. Okay, that's the best way to be. That's a good. That's a good bit of advice. Uh, I was just talking about the UK. Do you do you see much difference in the way policies here in this part of the world are structured compared to other countries across the globe, or is it pretty yeah. much the same? Yeah, I mean, generally the bases are very similar, but I'd say um, in in the UK, Europe, and US, these are very far more developed uh, countries in mm -hmm. terms of insurance buying. Um, as I said, the insurance penetration levels are much, much higher there. Yeah. So, you know, you do see different sort of types of covers there. Um, you know, in the UK, you have things like landlord insurance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's very, very bespoke. Um, we are seeing more and more requests for that in this part of the world. And I think in the future, as the, um, the market develops and people become more aware about mm -hmm. insurance and the insurance penetration levels increase, then, you know, you will see um, more um, diverse covers coming in. Yeah. Uh, but at the moment, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, um, we're at a very early stage. It's and, not mature, and lower, yeah. yeah, lower penetration level. So as times go, we do see, yes, we do see more diverse covers um, being offered by insurers. Uh, but that's the long-term outlook. Okay. Why, why do you think, Kostya, we're mentioning the, the penetration levels being quite low, why, why do you think that is at the moment? Is it the lack of knowledge or the lack of education in insurance here? 
I think so. I think also, you know, it is a very transient place. Mm -hmm. People come here and they expect to be here very short, particularly with the expat community. Um, you know, they, they tend not to um, look at, you know, look at living here long term. Mm -hmm. But then funny thing is, on average, they end up staying a lot longer than what they envisage. Yeah. And they do accumulate belongings and contents and, and furniture, etc. So, you know, that doesn't mean that just because you're looking here, looking to be short term, that you shouldn't buy the insurance because yeah. you don't know what could happen tomorrow. So, um, you know, you should always protect yourself against risks, basically, that you can, mm -hmm. you know, that you can protect yourself against. And the other area is obviously the, the, local, um, the local market. Again, you know, it's the awareness mm -hmm. um, and it's... Um, and hopefully that will change and we are seeing things change and you know the insurance market year on year you can see a, you know a good amount of growth uh, which means that people are slowly slowly becoming more and more more aware i'd say in the commercial area uh, people are more savvy uh, okay. with insurance in this part of the world they will make sure that they buy all the relevant covers i just think on the personal insurance mm -hmm. level still there is that um, you know um, lack of um, perhaps awareness and understanding um, I think if it's not mandatory yeah. then people don't buy it yeah. um, and that is um, you know that is that is an issue um, because you do need it just because it's not mandatory you do need it um, yeah. you know when it happens that's when you'll realize that you should gosh have I should have bought it okay so that was really insightful Gargan for, for anyone who's looking to make a claim on the policy that they have, what's the general process to do that? Okay, general process is, um, as I said, most insurance companies now are becoming quite digitally savvy, so it's quite easy to contact your um, insurer. You can either do it, some, some of them may have an app, or you can just send them an email. Uh, but what I do suggest is, as soon as the incident happens, notify your insurers. Whether you have the full details or not, it's always good to notify them. And then you can do a follow-up email with supporting documents. Um, take photographs of the damage, um, a brief description of what's happened, the extent of damage, um, and also make sure you have your tenancy contract, or your title deeds, and your Emirates ID documents ready. Because um, you may need to submit that when you um, send the details across to the insurers. Um, if the extent of the damage is quite vast, the insurance company may send out a loss adjuster. A loss adjuster normally acts independently uh, for both parties to find a suitable resolution uh, to the claim. Okay. So thanks for coming on, Gargan. This has been really insightful, and I think anyone who's been watching or listening today is going to have a lot more knowledge about the, the insurance industry, I certainly have. Uh, if you want to just let people know where they can find you and if they want to know more about insurance to contact you, Absolutely. please feel free to go ahead. Absolutely, I'm on LinkedIn, Gagneet uh, Gill, and you can uh, ping me uh, a message on there and I'll be more than happy to help. No problem. I'll put the description with her details as well so that you can contact her. Um, otherwise, Gargan, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. And please check out the other podcasts on Realtor Talk. Thanks for watching.